cold open time, everybody. Uh, we've got a new mechanic that we're adding to the podcast. We have two different stories, two different uh, systems. So at the beginning of each session, we're going to roll a D6 to see which team we're going to follow. Mm-hmm. One to three, we're going to go with Blades in the Dark. Four to six, we're going to go with Avatar Legends. And then uh, we've got some crunchier rules that kind of go along with that, but we'll get into that next time. So for now, I'm going to roll 1d6. That's a four. So we're actually going to stick with Avatar Legends for the time being. Okay. Right on. Hope you weren't too concerned about the gang, because... <laughs> yeah, the masked spirits are... You know, we've forgotten completely about all the cliffhangers, right? <laughs> so they're off doing their own thing. But uh, for now, previously on Imptab Avatar Blades in the Dao Fei, Wei Young, finding himself trapped in the spirit world, did a little bit of surveying, found a giant peach tree, and looked off in the distance and located the domain of Ko the Face Stealer, but also noticed two figures approaching him from a bit further away, and we discovered that these two figures are, in fact, Kinai and Kichi Kobuk, a formerly separated couple. Kinai had passed away about 14 years ago and has been living in the spirit world since then, but Kichi recently was reunited with her husband by the generosity of Brother Hotaru of the Lamplighters. And so now they're back together and they met up with Wei Young. And so obviously Wei Young wants to get back to the material world. Kinai wants to get his wife back to the material world because she's not fully here in the same way that he is here. So it's just kind of a weird situation. And they're going to talk about that later when they <laughs> manage to get Wei Young back. But they looked out, kind of assessed some of their options about how they can move forward, saw the domain of Ko the Face Stealer and his mother, the Mother of Faces, and decided that they were going to try and approach Ko the Face Stealer to get some information on how they can make it back to the material world. But along the way there, they have to pass by High Rio Peak, where there are a bunch of dragonbird spirits circling about the top. So what's going to happen for our heroes now that they are entering into this journey in the spirit world? Let's find out here in the world of Blades in the Dao Fei. What's shaking, everybody? You're listening to ImpTab Avatar, Blades in the Dao Fei, the Blades in the Dark, and also now Avatar Legends actual play, where we make up <laughs> almost everything on the spot. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and today I'm joined by... Thomas Ryan as Hu Wei Young. Uh, my soul feels weird. <laughs> I can make it weirder. Hold on. Thomas Ryan as who way Peaked audio there. <laughs> it's just a wall on my recording. Christian Randall as Kenai Kobuk. And Evan Peterson as Kichi Kobuk. Just a ragtag team going through the spirit world off on another whirlwind adventure. <laughs> just Hu Wei Young and his adopted grandparents. Basically, at this point. Do I have living grandparents? What do I roll for that? Uh, make a fortune roll. Three. Three. Okay, so in my brain I'd said if it's a six, all four are still alive and then moving down from there. <laughs> oh no. So you only have one grandparent currently alive. And it's not the Earth King to be clear. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, you guys are here at the Peach Tree. Is there anything else that you guys want to do before you head off on this grand journey? I would like to, for the first time in Wei Young's life, meditate. <gasps> I know. Character growth. Oh, no, this isn't character growth. He's trying to manipulate the spirit world. Um, oh, of course he is. <laughs> it's, not, it's not for good reason. Uh, no, he wants to meditate to uh, try and, like, I don't know. I need, I need help. 
This is completely foreign terrain to me. I want to meditate and find an answer in regards to something that will help me get back to the spirit world, like independent of these two chumps. Ah, interesting. Like I'm, I'm gonna keep rocking with the chumps, but I wanna, I want a backup plan essentially. All right. So I think assess the situation is probably still our best bet for that. Okay. That's where we have creativity. That's a seven. All right, partial success. So you get one of the questions. What here can I use to escape the spirit world? Mm, yes. <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> that is a good question. Um, just by like observing what's going on around you, that's maybe a bit too big of a question for just your current situation to give you an answer to. But you know that if you talk with a powerful spirit, they should be able to give you direction. <sighs> I can't weasel out. All right, fine. There's always <laughs> the magical TARDIS box that Brother Hotaro sent you here in. You can try and monkey around with that and see if you can figure a way to use it. I'm gonna, if I stay too long, I'm going to snap and I'm just going to try and use the box. Oh my gosh. I didn't get the reference last episode, but I didn't want to make myself sound stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and you were all laughing at the blue box. And I was like, I think I'm missing something. That makes a lot of sense. I get it. It all comes around eventually. <laughs> Time and relative dimension in spirits. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, now that you're done meditating and have come to the exact same conclusion, should we... Uh... Look, I'm just trying to figure out a backup plan. You can't be too prepared. So I guess we have to climb a mountain then. Let's get this show on the road. Yeah, um, I will take B on my shoulder and I'll start winding up that way. And I'm just going to, you know, small talk with Wei Young, get to know him. He seems like a great kid. Such a little boy. Just a great, just a great guy. Um, I'm going to like come dust stepping up alongside Wei Young at one point and be like, Oh boy, climbing a mountain sure will be easy for us earthbenders. I would hate to be somebody that can't earthbend, right? And like nudge him, like looking over at uh, Kenai. It certainly would be a shame to not use earthbending. You know, back home I can't really do it for lots of reasons, but out here it is nice to, to cut loose. Can you not do it physically or you're not supposed to do it? Well, I'm certainly capable. I'm, I'm very talented with earthbending. For example, I can feel when you're walking towards me. I know, it's pretty impressive. Um, don't pay attention to that part. Um, I just, you know, no one in the family can, and I don't I don't want to raise any suspicions about my heritage, so just keep that one to myself. Uh, so you weren't lying when you said you're not the Earth King's son. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not the Earth King's son. As far as I know, I mean, shoot, my dad's my dad. Has been for, since I've been born, as far as I'm aware. The ladies at Pi Show are going to love to hear about this. <laughs> Maybe you should stay in the spirit world, actually. I think, I think I agree with you on this one. Thank you. We'll just have to convince my stone-headed husband. Yeah, what's his deal? He died, I presume. Yes, it was... <sighs> Did he deserve it? No, what? <laughs> I want to know if he deserved it. How would you, why would you ask me something? No, of course not. No, he's a, he's a kind and caring man, and he helped me through a lot of hard times, but... His time was cut tragically short at 72 years old. Oh my god. 72, you say? <laughs> he died so old. Tragically short. I'm in like my 90s. <laughs> All of my grandparents died at 50. No, I, we can, I can change that if that's too old. No, works for me. How old was Jetsoon? He was old, right? I've been listening through, um, and he was 
uh, early 80s. Okay. It was it was a matter of contention in the first two episodes. <laughs> well, it's a shame that he passed. It is. Uh, but glad he's here to help us out. I don't want to be trapped here. And he seems to know the way. Oh, and he, I should... You probably got this, but he did not look like that when he died. He's, he's younger now as a spirit. But he still had the weird paint trail? No, that's, that's new. <laughs> I mean, he kept so many ink pots on him, he might as well have left a trail everywhere he went, but... Did he? I mean, the spirit world is unexpected at the best of times. Are you sure that that's your husband? Yes, I would know my husband anywhere. I know a person who can change his face to look like anyone else. I'm just throwing it out there. He may not be who you think he is. If I was having a conversation with somebody that was changing their face, I think I would know it. (laughs) I can guarantee you that you would not. (laughs) No, but there's some things when you really know a person that just can't be faked. Like what? He knows things has memories from moments that only he and I were together for. Little mannerisms, things he does with his hands when he talks. Almost looks like his hands moving as if he's writing when he speaks, because he was so engrossed in his work his whole life. Hmm. And that's something that I don't think an imitator would have picked up on. Perhaps. I'm still skeptical. In my line of work, it pays to be suspicious. I'm picking up on that. (laughs) Anywho, walking is taking forever. Do you want to go up faster? Well, I do have to say, I haven't bent like this in quite some time. I feel 30, 40 years younger here. 30, 40 years younger would make me an embryo. I would be 50 years old, 40 years younger. (laughs) By the spirits, you're old. Here's the thing. She's like, I'm going to stay with you. Girl, you're coming. You're coming here quick no matter what. (laughs) Wait 10 minutes, lady. You're coming home. No, she's staying because she's literally mad that she's like still alive. (laughs) She's like, I was supposed to be here. Why am I still alive? I'm pretty much dead. Just let me stay. Man, so we're getting some... uh, interesting character interaction like backstory stuff coming out I think it could be a fun moment to look at the bonds that our characters have with each other, the connections I suppose is the term in Avatar Legends so whenever you make a character in Avatar Legends you answer two questions about other members of the crew and how you feel about them so starting with Kitchy, would you like to share your connections with us? Uh, yes, and I think that last conversation is actually a great way of contextualizing my first one, which was, I recognize some of the pain I have felt inside of Hu Wei Young. I'm going to try to help him. So that little insight into I feel, I can feel that connection that he has some sort of grief or loss in his life that he's sort of overcompensating for, and I want to try and help him through that. And then, despite my love for Kenai, he does frustrate me so much when he acts without thinking about the consequences, (laughs) which fits because uh, part of his character sheet says that he is carefree, uh, and I picture that sort of playing into also acting impulsively at times because he's sort of like, look, it'll be fine. I I bought a boat. So what? <laughs> so what that there's no water near Bossing Zay? Sure there is. Lake Lao Guy. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but anyway, those are my connections. Nice. Then looking at Kenai, what are your connections? The first one, Kitchy seems to think one of my heritages should be valued more. There's something persuasive in their words. I'm going to say it seems like she thinks my spirit world shenanigans are valued and she wants to stay here. And I don't 
want to be without her, obviously, but, you know, that's where sort of that conflict is coming in. Uh, my other connection is Wei Young is so awesome. <laughs> is that actually one of them? It's just, is so awesome? It says, Wei Young is so awesome. With skills and heritage I've never seen. I want to learn all I can about them and their background. Wow. Don't tell him that. Jeez. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> that ego doesn't need any more inflation. Yeah. <laughs> all right. And then that brings us over to Wei Young, who you haven't known these two for as long, but you probably have enough time with them to get sort of a general sense of how you feel about them. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go with Kitchy has major concerns, fears, or grievances with my lineage and with me by proxy. <laughs> Which, I mean, you're the one who keeps claiming I'm the Earth King's son, so you definitely have some sort of concern with my lineage. And uh, that would give Kenai seems free of their past in a way I wish I could let go of mine. Hearing them talk about the future feels amazing. Mm. So we've got some uh, fun dynamics going on already between these characters, even though they've only known each other for like half an hour, sort of realistically speaking. <laughs> it's been a long half hour, though. Yeah, very intense half hour. Time in the spirit world. It's all weird. Mm -hmm. So you guys are heading along your way towards Hairu Peak. I'm just going to make a quick fortune roll to see if maybe you guys run into something interesting along the way. Why do I think you're the Earth King's son? <laughs> the rags. Because <laughs> that's what all the rags have been saying, yeah. <laughs> no, but no, here's the thing. Evan sort of kind of thought, I, I don't know where... Evan was like, yeah, he's the Earth King's son. That's his character. Obviously. <laughs> That's why I've been saying it so much. And Thomas just got me to go double check his character sheet. And I was like, oh, yeah, his whole thing is that he wants to be the Earth King because he's not in line for the throne. <laughs> if he was the Earth King's son, he would just kill his dad. Yeah. 20 minutes in and out. Be no thing. Mm -hmm. But I like the gossip rag justification a lot more. Dude, we've been playing this game together for months now. Dude, I don't know what, I don't know where that came from. My brain just cracked. I'm just so dedicated to being Earth King, you just assumed. I probably need to start getting more sleep. My brain is obviously malfunctioning. <laughs> Alright, so you guys are traveling along and uh, each of you can go ahead and roll to assess a situation. Uh, this will be kind of essentially a gather information roll to see if you notice something. So roll with creativity. Eight. Seven. Twelve. Whoa! Ooh. A six and a four plus two. So all of you are moving along. Kitchy and Wei Young, as you're talking back and forth, you're a little bit distracted, but you kind of get a sense of like stuff sort of moving along your path. You're kind of like going down into a forest, following a path, trees up on both sides of you. And you kind of start to get a sense of like maybe not quite aloneness, but Kenai, as you are kind of behind them, uh, paying more attention to what's going on around you, you can start to make out like individual creatures moving alongside you. You see these little like anteater hounds. Oh. They're kind of like flitting from tree to tree and pushing their big old snouts towards you and sniffing at the air very intriguedly. Okay. Um, so my calligraphy brush is in the spirit world, basically as big as a walking stick. And I use it as such mm -hmm. brush up in the air, the end down on the ground, kind of using it as a walking stick. So you're Epic Mickey. <laughs> Epic Mickey. There's like four people who are going to know what you're talking about. Man. <laughs> They're all right here in this recording. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I will go ahead and I will turn my brush upside down and start dragging it behind me to get the tip inked up. 
Hey, guys. Um, so, welcome to the spirit world. Uh, I've been letting you guys kind of acclimate. I think it's good you guys are talking, uh, kind of having the shared experience. I don't want you to feel isolated and alone, because uh, you're not. You got each other, and I'm here to help. Um, but also, we're, we're not alone. Um, there are some spirits around us right now. They have noticed us. Uh, I don't want you to be afraid or nervous. And and Wei Young, you've been great so far, buddy. Uh, that that yelling you did for about a half an hour when you first got here, probably want to do that again. Uh, <laughs> might attract some people that uh, could cause us some problems. So uh, we'll just we're just gonna kind of want to keep it a little quieter uh, as we move through the forest. But I'll, I'll point out to you here. Yeah, we got the. Uh, these are anteater hound spirits. Uh, they've noticed us so far. They haven't made any aggressive moves, but we'll just stay together. Uh, best to keep our wits about us. Uh, coming up on the on the foothills of the mountain here, and uh, I'll just pull my calligrapher's brush back up, and it's fully inked up at this point. Why doesn't anything in this blasted place make footprints? <laughs> I can hear things walking towards me in my feet, and I just, nothing here walks on the ground. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, you'll, you'll run into a lot of flying creatures, creatures that hover above the ground. There are a few uh, that, that do walk, but they're usually pretty big, so you see them coming. Great. Just wonderful. Neat trick, though. I've never heard of a, someone who could uh, see with their feet. Oh, my butler taught me. He's very good. Sounds like it. <laughs> we never had a butler. Why not? Oh, you know, I just, I like to keep things tidy myself. I like that organization. How do you have time for all the other things you want to do? Well, you know, you find time, you, you prioritize. And, you know, Kitchy and I, we work as a partnership. We're a team. You know, some days I'll, I'll take care of the cleaning, but some days, you know, I got things I want to do, so she'll take care of the cleaning. It's, uh, we work together. You got, when you got someone who has your back, you, you, you'll find you got more time to do what you want to do. Like your butler, right? Yeah, it sounds like that's what Day's doing for you. You should just hire a butler. He handles all my things. So you never do anything for him? Oh, heavens no. He's a butler. We pay him. Oh. Hmm. Hmm? That's all you got? <laughs> it seems dehumanizing for him. It's high society. You you simple folk wouldn't understand. Mm-hmm. We are simple folk. We we enjoy what we have, and we have what we enjoy. So, yeah, no, we don't, we don't really need a... A butler, but maybe uh, maybe that's something you should look into, honey, when you get back. Is uh, Maybe this day has a brother who can help you out around the house. Maybe. Uh, who? Do, do you have anybody else in your life who has your back and you have theirs? Friends? That's, <laughs> friends? That's something of a loaded question. <laughs> like friends is what I'm asking. Do you have friends? Teammates? I am of the opinion that people... Co-workers? In your life... Um, Friendship. Friendship is kind of a complicated thing. Are you familiar? Oh, it's super simple. It's really not. I'm already your friend. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves, pal. Um, <laughs> look, you see, when you when you when you spend time with other people, mm-hmm. you have to defend yourself mm-hmm. from their advances because everybody wants something from you, and like friendship. No, um, <laughs> as part of that. You have to, you know, keep people at an arm's length. Okay, bud. What do you think I want from you? I'm not entirely sure. Maybe my body, so you can go back home. <laughs> look, at, look at what I can do right now. I am at... obscenely handsome. I get it, but still. I'm happy with how I look. Oh, no one's as handsome as Kenai, and I'll reach over and pinch Kenai's cheek. Oh, honey, you always know what to say. That's... You're still beautiful. Look at you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> look, the point is, I don't have friends in the traditional sense. I have 
I have tools that I can use as needed. That is... Do your friends think of you as a tool? <laughs> Probably. I would be unsurprised. Everybody views everyone as simply a tool to achieve what they desire. Ah, you should talk to a professional about this. That's a really <laughs> unhealthy way to view the world. Well, honey, think about the life he's led. You know, we, we got we to gotta try and see things from his perspective. Um, But he's here with us now. Maybe he'll start to see things from our perspective a little bit more. Because, you know, I don't see you as a tool, uh, Way Young. You, you seem like a nice guy. I don't definitely don't see Kichi as a tool. She's she's my partner. We do things together and we, we accomplish goals together, shared goals, you know, sometimes separate goals, but we work together for it because we care for each other. And you know, we care for you now because you're here with us. We're helping you achieve your goal. I mean, full disclosure, I do view both of you as tools <laughs> and I will abandon you if I need to, to get back home. Oh, I, you know, that's your prerogative. Wouldn't recommend it. Place can be a little hostile if you're not too careful. Are those anteaters, like, on top of us now? <laughs> Speaking of hostile, you guys uh, look forward to the path now that you've kind of finished your heart-to-heart, -heart, and you see those three anteater hounds. They've got kind of, like, generally the profile of an anteater. Big, long, bushy tail out the back, long, slender snout, but their limbs are much more muscular and limber like those of a dog. They've got big, pointed ears up top, and their eyes are not quite so much on the side of the head like an anteater as they are more on the front of the head like a predatory canine. And one of them kind of gets up onto its hind legs and you see that they're even wearing like little hats that they've fashioned out of leaves to try and look more intimidating. Cute. I like it. Seaway would love this. <laughs> and this one that stands up, he speaks to you guys and you can see the little anteater mouth at the front kind of popping open and closed. Hey, uh, you folks, you ain't from around these parts, it seems. Do all the animals speak around here? Yeah, you know, we're all people in our own way. I knew I knew that because we're from around here. Oh, yeah, you see, thing is, you don't smell like you're from around here. You smell like... And it takes in this big old sniff, and you see its nose twitching, and then it lets out a big sigh, and as it does, the tip of its snout, where you can see the mouth, it splits to reveal that it has a very long, tooth-filled mouth Horrifying. that goes up the entire length of its skull. Horrifying. And it goes, you smell like meat. Do you... Eat meat? Oh, I haven't in such a long time. It's real hard to come by in these parts. That's what I was going to say. It must be hard to get. Yeah. And I was just waltzing right through our territory. Oh, we're not. No, we just smell like meat. We're not made of meat. Oh, well, maybe I'll be the judge of that, boys. How about we go and just give a little taste, right? And you see the long tongue kind of snake out through the front of the snout there. We don't. We don't have to, to, to fight. You. We could just go on by. You don't have to try and eat us. Oh well, the first part of that is true. We don't have to fight at all. You can just submit yourselves. The second part, that's not so true. Cause I got a powerful hunger in my gut that's been building up for years. I just. You seem to be enjoying yourself here in the spirit world, and I'd hate for you to suffer if you made an unwise decision. Oh, I'd enjoy it so much more, though, with some nice red meat between my chompers. Kitchy, that was really cool. Holy cow. Yeah, Kitchy, wow. Kitchy at that point <laughs> is just going to, like, clench her fist. 
and like some dirt and rock pops up, like comes up from the ground and just like forms a shield on her right forearm and she makes like a little earth shield. All right. When you intimidate an NPC into backing off or giving in, roll with passion. Does uh, Avatar Legends have like an assist or something? It does. When you take appropriate action to help a companion, mark one fatigue to give them plus one to their roll. I want to grab the spirit's feet with like dirt. Oh, not with your hands. I was <laughs> just like, <laughs> you're just diving forward. I want to like take the stance and just the stone grabs their ankles right when they're, they're hearing all this. All right. I only rolled a six. With the plus one? Yeah, I rolled a five, one and a four. Mm. And I can't I can't take a devil's bargain or stress myself out in this system. You know what? We do use fatigue in Avatar Legends, which is kind of like stress and blades in the dark. But there's so much less of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you have five fatigue. Oof. And uh, once you fill up on fatigue, you start uh, marking conditions, which is not fun. They don't seem the type to be intimidated, so it makes sense it didn't work. But Yeah, this anteater hound in the front is like, oh. Oh, these people are ready for some aggressive negotiations, boys. How about we oblige them? And we're going to get into a combat exchange. Yes! Boys. First combat! Okay, so what we're going to do is each of us is going to decide which approach we're going to take. Are we going to defend and maneuver, advance and attack, or evade and observe? And then we will resolve those actions in that order. So, would anybody like to defend and maneuver? Yes. Yes. Me. Me too. All right. Would anybody like to advance and attack? And evade and observe? Yes. All right. So, we're going to start with defend and maneuver. So, Kitchi and Wei Young, both of you roll with focus. It's going to be a nine. All right. So, you can use one basic or mastered technique. Three. Ooh. So on a miss, you stumble, but you can shift your balance away from the center to use one basic technique. Yeah, I'll shift my balance away from forgiveness and towards action. Nice. <laughs> okay, I will seize a position, and I will approach this dude that's talking crap. <laughs> I will just sort of run up to him, and as I run up, I'm just going to sort of uh, sink, like sort of quicksand the dirt underneath him so his feet sink in a little giving me an advantageous position. Yeah, I'll say because of this, we're going to make you prepared. You have the prepared status, and at any time, you can clear that prepared status to take plus one to an appropriate roll or avoid marking condition. Perfect. All right, so you get up in his grill. Way Young, what would you like to do? Would I be able to use my Detect the Heavy Step ability? You actually only have this at Learned, don't you? Uh, I believe so. That's the first stage. Yeah, in order to use a Learned technique, you have to roll a 10-plus on the stance move. Oh, I was so close. All right, I'm learning. Don't worry, everybody. We're, uh, it's been a long time since we've played this game. I think I've only ever played this once, like one session. Yeah. All right, I'm going to move to a new location by seizing a position. I'm going to skirt around the back of the guys and uh, establish an advantageous position. Okay, I'll say since you're getting behind them, we'll make you favored. Uh, since they're already very distracted by Kitchi in the front and you take the flanking position, when you're favored, you can choose an additional basic or master technique in the next exchange, even on a miss. Cool. All right, that brings us to advance and attack. 
which is what the Anteater Hounds are going to be doing. And they are going to use Overwhelm. They are going to strike at every combatant in reach. All foes engaged with the group must mark two fatigue or one condition their choice. Now, Kenai, since you still haven't engaged with the Anteater Hounds yet, you aren't part of this. But Kichi and Wei Young, they kind of like go back to back into this triangle and they start kind of like rotating around the leader kind of pops his feet up out of the ground he's still like you that doesn't negate the fact that you are prepared kitschy but they kind of get into this defensive position and they start whipping out at both of you with their tongues rapidly uh so each of you has to either mark two fatigue or one condition so kitschy which one would you like to do I will take the afraid condition. Ooh. Kitchi realizes she might have bit off more than she can chew. Yeah, these spirits, they've got some uh, some fight in them. It's also kind of story appropriate, I suppose. When you're afraid, you have minus two to intimidate and to call someone out. It's like intimidating these guys didn't work. So <laughs> uh, losing a bit of that uh, confidence in that moment. Yeah. And then Wei Young, which one would you like to do? I'm angry. Of course. Unsurprisingly. I'm so mad right now. <laughs> All right. So that's minus two to guide and comfort and to assess a situation. Okay. That does it for the Anteater Hounds. And that brings us to Evade and Observe. So Kenai, clear one fatigue and roll with creativity or harmony. I will roll with creativity because that I have plus two in. Mm-hmm. That's a nine. Okay, so you get one basic or master technique. I'm going to use my master technique. Feel the flow. You've got to feel the flow. <laughs> you take pause to feel the flow of battle and study the way your opponents fight. You become favored. If they share a training with you, learn their principle. If you already know their principle, clear one fatigue, even if they do not share the same training. Mm -hmm. um, my two trainings are weapon and spirit. And these are spirits, so you share a training with them. So I will learn their principle. Their principle is self-preservation. Okay. What this looks like is that brush that I'm holding that's all been inked up. I slap it on the ground and I begin pulling it behind me as I begin drawing out a kanji onto the ground. Ooh, all right. So because you are favored, you're going to get one additional technique in the upcoming exchange. Whenever we get into a new exchange, we have the option of taking some time to like banter back and forth, try and find other options. But as soon as we're ready to just get back into the fight, then we get into the next exchange. Um, as I've ended it, I'm going to slap the brush onto the ground and yell out, I'm Kenai Kobuk. I'm sure you've heard that name bandered around every now and then. I'm going to roll for them to see if they've heard it. Oh, yeah, you're that nerd with the brush. <laughs> well, that is what they say. You dweeb. I thought you sounded cool, honey. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you, dear. <laughs> I don't think you guys want to find out what I can do with it, but if you persist, oh, boy. All right, let's have you roll to intimidate an NPC. <laughs> Can I take a minus two just because it was bad? <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, it wasn't the greatest intimidation. Uh, you're rolling with passion. What is your passion? It's a zero. A zero. <laughs> wow. It's not what I do. Yeah, go ahead and uh, roll with passion then. I got an 11. Wow. Beautiful. Uh, so what is going to happen they are going to choose one of these options that they're going to do. They run to escape or get backup. 
they back down but keep watch, they give in with a few stipulations, or they attack you but off balance and I mark a condition on them. But since you got a 10 plus, you can pick one of those options that they cannot choose. Boy, howdy. Do I choose as the player or as the character? That's the question. Because mm. the player wants us to fight. The character wants them to run away. Yeah, what the heck? No, take away. Your wife is in the middle of the fray. <laughs> so keep in mind, you're not choosing which one they do. You're choosing one that they cannot do. And then they right. choose one of the remaining three. So I'm I'm basically deciding, do I take away their ability to run or do I take away their ability to fight? Because I'm not going to choose the one where they give in with stipulations. What? I'm gonna... No, take away their ability to force us into stipulations. <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah, that's, that's the one. Because I don't want to give anything to them. They attacked my wife. That's rude of them. All right. So which one are they going to choose? They're going to attack you, but off balance. And I mark a condition on them. <laughs> I'll take it. They see this display and they notice you like riding this kanji on the ground. And they notice it starts to glow with this spiritual energy. And they're like, that's weird, but I'm still very hungry. And this is like the only flesh I've seen in a long time. So they're going to mark troubled because they still aren't really sure what you're doing. That makes them kind of nervous. But that means they only have two conditions left to mark before they are out of this exchange. Mechanically speaking, they are acting as a group. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, that brings us into the next exchange. Anybody who would like to defend and maneuver? Advance and attack. Yep. Evade and observe. Yes. Me. All right. So we're going to skip defend and maneuver, and we're going to go to advance and attack. So, Kichi, go ahead and roll with passion. Are you a passionate woman? Eight. Apparently. Okay. And <laughs> since you are prepared, you could add one, but that would only bring you up to a nine, which is still just partial success. So you get one basic or mastered technique. I'm going to strike, and I'm going to mark a fatigue to hammer them with my blows, forcing them to mark to fatigue or take a condition. Okay. And you get to choose which one they take. Right. I was kind of leaning towards a condition. So yeah, I've described Kichi's on my character sheet. I've described her combat style as subtle movements, but powerful hits. So she kind of just plants herself like firmly like the earthbenders do. But then she's just doing these really small hand movements and these pillars of earth are coming out from behind him and just like hitting him in the back mm. <laughs> like kidney punch spine punch like and these like three pillars of earth come out real quick and give him like these quick little powerful blows to the back mm -hmm. and uh do i get to choose which condition uh they get to choose which condition okay that's my understanding is whenever a condition is inflicted the person who is having it inflicted upon them chooses how they feel okay um i think they feel pretty insecure about the fact that an old woman is beating them up <laughs> okay <laughs> i was thinking it would either make I'm insecure or angry. Okay, so currently they are troubled and insecure. They only have one condition left, and it is their turn to advance and attack. Their balance is still at zero, so they only get one technique. They are pretty unhappy about what Kitchy is doing at the moment. No. Because you're the one who is kind of like directly attacking them, so they're going to use focused fire. The group pours out all of its attacks simultaneously in synchronized fashion against the same target. So they're going to mark one fatigue to inflict two fatigue and a condition on Kitchy. It's fine. I mean, it's not like she's 90 years old or something. Yeah, they all just turn one direct front towards her and they're like trying to entangle your limbs with their tongues so that you can't use your earthbending. 
Uh, how do you think Kitchy feels about that? Uh, definitely troubled. Yeah, a little bit gross to have something trying to wrap its tongue around your arm. <laughs> yep, and she's in trouble. She's like, oh, uh, this is bad. I'm in a bad way. All right, that does it for the Anteater Hounds. That brings us to Evade and Observe, so Wei Young and Kenai, both of you clear one fatigue and roll with creativity or harmony. That's an 11. All right, so you get either two basic or master techniques, or you can mark one fatigue to use your learned technique. I'm going to use two techniques. Um, currently, Kitchy is tied up in tongues, right? A little bit, yeah. A little bit? Okay. I'm going to use my break technique, and I'm going to throw those daggers I have that have the stone pommel. I'm going to cut their tongues off. Oh, boy. <laughs> Let's see. Target a foe's vulnerable equipment, render it useless or broken, possibly inflicting or overcoming a fictionally appropriate status. Yeah, I think their tongues are their main thing. So we're going to make them impaired for the remainder of this exchange. They are slowed or off balance. They mark one fatigue or take minus two to all physical actions. If you're a PC or if you're an NPC, choose one fewer technique, which would leave them with zero. And I believe I still have two techniques because last time I marked favored. That's right. You have two more techniques. So in addition to that, I'm going to aid Kitchy by, I guess, kind of cutting their tongues off. Mm -hmm. Can I give inspired for that? Yeah, I think seeing you come to her aid, that could work. So yeah, inspired, you're ready to take a stand for something. You can clear inspired to shift your balance towards a principle of your choice. Cool. Can I break them again? Uh, what would you propose to break this time? Uh, after the daggers go flying through the air, I'm going to redirect them and just start poking the crap out of them. Okay. Uh, since you're targeting their equipment specifically, we can say that you're going for their cool hats. Oh, no, yeah, the hats. Yeah, knock their hats off. Their hats are so cool. If they had socks, I'd knock those off. But. <laughs> and losing their hats, they're caught off guard. They are stunned. They can't act or respond for a few seconds until they steady themselves. Cool. Well, that's my turn. All right. And then, Kenai, what did you roll? I rolled an eight. So you get one basic or master technique. I am also favored from last time. That's right. So I get two in total. As I continue drawing, I'm going to use my skill called Empty Your Mind. You can flow and adapt formless and shapeless. During an exchange, after you roll the stance move, which I've just done, you can mark one fatigue, which I will now do, to select a basic technique from a different approach than the one you chose. Mm -hmm. So I chose evade and observe, but I am going to use an advance and attack. Nice. But the first thing I'm going to do is I'm actually just going to use feel the flow again. Mm -hmm. I share a training with them, so I, and I, but I already know the principle. So now I clear one fatigue. So I just clear the fatigue I just used. And become favored again. I become favored again. Now I'll use empty your mind. And I'm going to do... As I've been running around, the kanji has been drawn out behind me. And after I see what they've done to Kichi and how they've been just attacking, but I know their principle. Their principle is self-preservation. Mm -hmm. The kanji is actually multiple pieces. It's three separate ones. But I do the last brush stroke and I write out satisfied. And just a sort of spiritual sense of fulfillment, satisfaction, and being satiated washes over them and I am trying to pressure them to leave, preserve themselves. All right. 
So you choose an approach, and they cannot use that approach in the next exchange. They cannot advance and attack. Makes sense. That brings us to the end of this exchange. Is there anything you guys would like to do before we get into the next one? I'm, I'm just observing. I'm waiting to strike. I will again say, the spirit world is a place of balance. What you're doing now is throwing that off. Leave. All right. Roll to intimidate once more. Uh, well, I got that plus zero, but last time I rolled an 11, so maybe it can happen again. No, but I did roll a 10. That's still a full success. So <laughs> you choose one that they cannot do. I will choose the same one I chose last time, because if they do choose to advance an attack, that will be their third condition, and they'll be out anyway. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they can't give in with stipulations. They've either got to fully run away or commit themselves and end up defeating themselves that way. Yeah. Uh, their tongues have been cut off, and the boss looks around to all the others, and he's like, don't worry, boys, they'll grow back eventually, just like newts. <laughs> For now, let's get out of here. So... They're going to back down, but keep watch. Cool. Okay. And that brings us to the end of that combat. I do not like the spirit world. I would like to leave. Kenai? Kichi, are you okay? I'm going to run over there. I feel pretty beat up. Oh, no. How do you clear conditions? Yeah. So there is a specific action you can take to clear each condition. So you, for example, since you are troubled, you can seek guidance from a mentor or powerful figure to clear that. Cool. Or Wei Young, since you are angry, you can clear that by breaking something important or lashing out at a friend. Or if you accept guidance and comfort from another person, you can potentially get rid of a condition from that. Cool. Okay. I'm going to look at her ankles where she was hurt and I'm going to say, oh, things are a bit different here in the spirit world. It might look like you've got some bruises here on your ankles, but they're not so much physical as it is actually damaging your spirit. You can get hurt here and it, it, it'll manifest in a physical way, but the way you heal, it's a bit different. We're going to need to take some time. Medicine doesn't quite work here. It's, it's more about balancing yourself like i was saying earlier we need to take a minute um way young it looks like you came out of that pretty much without a scrape i'm i'm stomping around i'm all mad just like stupid 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 smacking my own head it's okay way young you're a big boy just take a <laughs> breath those anteaters are still watching us right yep they backed down but they're keeping watch i'm gonna rip their hats up I'm going to use the, the daggers and just shred them. <laughs> yeah, they see that, and the leader of them scowls, and he snaps and jerks his thumb away from you guys, and they all start walking away, but kind of throwing angry glances back at you guys as they go. Wei Young, will you sit down with me for a minute? I suppose I can. Kichi here, let me go ahead and rub your feet. Do I have to sit over here right now? Well, if you would be a, a pal, I, I would really appreciate it if you could... It's going to sound a little odd. Could you go grab me a few branches with some big leaves on them? I suppose. Oh, thank you. I'll go I'll go do that. While he's gone, I'm going to talk to Kitchy really quick. Oh, he's a he's a troubled boy, isn't he? <laughs> Very. I know we never had any kids our own, but you know, I helped plenty of kids at the university and I'd like to help him out. Me too. I I think there's a lot of potential there. Oh, yeah, he's obviously driven. Very intelligent, too. I mean, you gotta be to be a doctor. You know, you, it's a lot of hard work, but, you know, there's 
some innate intelligence that's got to come with that. Yes, honey, I get it. You're very, you're very smart. And you worked really hard. (laughs) Oh, that's not what I was saying. (laughs) Well, here, when he comes back, I could really use your help. Um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to make him new hats. I'm going to set him up on a little stone over here as an offering. And, you know, they hit us. We hit them back. There's some balance there. We leave some hats. Things will be out of balance, but in our favor. So that's sort of how the game works here in the spirit world. I know I know things are a bit different in the physical world, sometimes harder in its own way, but would it be all right if, uh, if you helped me with that? Of course. Of course, honey. All right. And as our friends all kind of get ready to relax from this unexpected fight, maybe do some guiding and comforting, I think that's where we're going to pick up next time. Ooh. Well, welcome to the spirit world. Things work a little bit differently around here. Uh, who knows if we'll see these anteater hounds again, but... Uh, who does know? <laughs> ah, ha, ha, ha. That was the best last name for him. It's ridiculous. And yeah, maybe next time we'll pick back up here, but maybe next time we'll pick up with the masked spirits back in Bossing Say in the material world. Oh, that's so much more stressful. <laughs> yeah. But whichever one it ends up being, thanks everybody for listening to ImpTab Avatar, and we'll be back next time with more adventures in the world of Blades in the Dao Fei. If you want more, go ahead and subscribe. Maybe even give us a review. We would be as happy as an anteater hound who comes back to the scene of a fight and finds a new hat waiting for them <laughs> if you go ahead and give us a review on the podcatcher of your choice. We're also all over social media at Improv Tabletop. So if you'd like to connect with us there, you know, maybe you want to talk with Christian about how he feels about getting back into this game, then, uh, you know, don't be afraid to reach out. Now it's time to shout out our next batch of Sticker Club patrons. Yes! Sorry, I just get excited. (laughs) First person we're shouting out is Tyson Lanzin. Tyson. Tyson is the one who originally crafted all of those hats for the Anteater Hounds. He is the finest haberdasher in the entire spirit world. Sorry about your hats. I'm not. (laughs) Yeah, the the new hats Kenai is making probably aren't going to be of quite the same quality, but hopefully they'll be enough. The next person that we're shouting out is Sarah Martin, who is the one who is attending to the uh, lost tongues of the anteater hounds. Oh, Yeah, they do grow back just like a newt's tail, but, you know, a little bit of extra help and care certainly is not unappreciated by these anteater hounds. And then the last person we're shouting out today is Tim Rust. Tim! Yeah. Uh, when Wei Young went to go and get some branches from a tree, he went to try and pull it off and the tree was like oh don't worry here you go and that tree was Tim Rust (laughs) that is one giving tree Uh, we'll have more sticker club patrons to shout out next week and if you want to join their ranks consider joining our patreon at patreon.com slash improv tabletop where you can also get bonus episodes discord access biennial sticker packs and more such as the obligatory talkback where we're definitely going to be talking about uh, probably the intricacies of the combat system in Avatar Legends. <laughs> and more Al Capone fun facts. <laughs> mm, yeah, definitely. We we still are 100% definitely doing Al Capone fun facts. I'll bring a good one. I actually already have one locked and loaded. Oh my gosh. Nice. Well, let's do a round of plugs. Christian, would you like to take that this week? Absolutely. Feel free to check out our fate campaigns. They're wild, they're wacky, and they are a good time. Uh, if the Avatar Legends rule system is something you want to update yourself on, 
Go check out 10,000 Things. That's our first long campaign. It was a blast. Still is. We have our sister podcast, I Cast Fireball, the 5e actual play, where they're going through a tyranny of dragons with plenty of homebrew going on. Uh, very interesting, very engaging, and very fun. Lots of exciting stuff going on over there. And of course, we have our partnership with Fanroll Dice, where you can use the coupon code Vroom Vroom Fifi from our first campaign to get 10% off of your order. And we get a nice little kickback from that, which is always nice, so we can keep on producing this for you guys. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody, thanks so much for joining us here in the world of ImpTab Avatar, Blades in the Dao Fae. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and I've been joined by... Thomas Ryan as Young, <laughs> Christian Randall as Kenai Kobuk. And Evan Peterson as Kichi Kobuk. Much love and stuff, everybody. We'll catch you next time on ImpTab Avatar. And try... Oh, Christian is gone. Ooh. We lost Christian. Where'd he go? Kenai's spirit could not maintain corporeal form. It's been so long since we've had this happen. <laughs> as long as this recording's still going. I think in the past, his cat has just stepped on his power strip and turned it off. Oh, yeah. Why would you have the power button where a cat's paw could land? Let's keep going with ours, and then we'll just have Christian sort his stuff out, and then we'll resume.